it's good to sit down and not have the notion of a four and a half hour recording looming over me. You know, it's nice to just That's know good. that yeah. we're going to record this one and it's going to be a reasonable length of time. Yeah. Hey, this one might even be short. I mean, they got four <laughs> hours or they got three and a half hours last yeah. week. I yeah. don't care. They got what they got. All right. Um, we're going to, this is, this is a business episode, right. right? This is not some sort of, you know, fun party episode. Uh-uh. This is like, we're explaining to you what we're going to be doing. Yep. We're going to talk a little history stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is actually kind of a season opener. Oh, interesting. Like so, what, Hunter, for the class, can you just maybe explain to us what season we're now in? Can you, I, I don't know if you can yeah. keep up with how what seasons we've had and haven't had. No, but, it's simple. Oh, it's is simple. it simple? Okay, okay. So, regardless of what I've said in the past, <laughs> the show works like this. This is how the show works. This is how the show always worked. If I said anything contrary to this in the past, that was a joke. And I can't believe you took that seriously. So, season one yeah. of the show uh, was the first 100 games and the list uh-huh. in general. The list. Season one, the subtitle is called The List. Right. right. Now, there may have been other stuff going on in there. I don't know. I can't be bothered to remember. I don't know about that stuff. All right. Uh-huh. We just wanted to do a hundred games. I don't remember how we chose them and it's not important. That was season one. Right. Okay. Season two is very exciting. We're not ready to unveil season two. It's coming in January, beginning of January. <laughs> we did an episode unveiling it to be clear, but we've changed we? our mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we talked about like, we, we talk- did not do an episode unveiling. No. It. You are straight up lying. Well, right we, now. we, we talked- straight up. You have your liar pants on and okay. you are lying. All right. You are telling lies. You are in the game telling lies right now. <laughs> it's been... We did not. Listen, we, we, we've we done a lot of things of late, and uh, I don't know. I don't... Listen, you're you're putting apology voice on right now, and I'm not apologizing for anything. I'm not right? apologizing. No, no, no. no. Did, don't get me wrong. What did we say we were going to do? Let we me ask said, you that. We said... Here's what we've said, and some of this is true, and some of this is no longer true. We said Game Boy... And then some game of the year 2023 stuff. Yes, and then some Final Fantasy stuff. That's what we have said. That's all on the of show. that's true. All of that is true. Okay. But not. None of that has okay. been dis- discounted. Okay. So <laughs> you're just giving the listener like, ir- like irrelevant information, basically, is it's, what you're doing. Okay. Well, it's not. <laughs> it won't look what, the what, way no, no. we'd Explain expressed it. it. Explain it to me, bud. I can't. I won't. I don't know. This has gotten, out this has gotten no, out no, of no. hand. Let's 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 chew into it. What <laughs> what's what's your beef? What's your gripe? What's your hang up? What's your deal? Uh, what's the Final Fantasy thing anymore? We're not we're not doing the Final Fantasy thing in, 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 in yes, at least are. in the same way yes, we, we are, were. Bud. Okay. Yes, we are. All right. Well, there's now not they, a season. Now, did we ever explain to them what Final Fantasy thing we were going to do in depth? No. So, so they don't need go. to know about that. <laughs> I'm just, that's just me teaching you a little lesson right there. You don't have to always mm-hmm. present your soft belly to the internet like that. You don't. You don't have to lay down like a little puppy dog and show the internet your soft belly and then be surprised when they stab you right in it. All right? We don't have to live that way. We can have a hard carapace. All right? We can... We can crystallize here. Uh-huh. We do not need to tell them stuff they do not need to okay. know. And I'm done doing it. Okay. You get, listener, what you get. Yeah. What we make is what you get. All mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This is a good energy. And so with that, welcome to season two, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a goal.
and welcome to the Old Gamers Almanac. I am your host, Hunter Donaldson. Hello, and I'm Matt Martins, the co-host of this show. Uh, and it is no longer the definitive ranking of every video game every week at a time, which is the thing I got really used to saying, but I don't, I won't say it anymore. Today well, is the beginning of a journey, a new journey. Here, whoa, wait. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could call it the definitive ranking of some Game Boy games some of the time. <laughs> Let's call it that. The definitive <laughs> ranking of some Game Boy games some of the time. Uh -huh. That's what. That's the good, clean edit right there. There we go. All right, we did it. It's, it that's what this is. Today is the beginning of our journey through the Game Boy. Uh, for today, it's just Hunter and I, but this will actually yes. be a journey that uh, last week's guests, Sun Sanders and EJ Sanders, will be joining us on for quite a lot of. But today, we wanted to just sort of bookkeep and introduce you to the concept in full. Uh, yes. And also get to just like have some Hunter and Matt time talking about the Game Boy without those other two podcast terrorists getting in the in the way of it all. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, the the upcoming arc, uh, the upcoming project is a Game Boy tournament that we are going to hold. It will be an episode contained within is. 16 games enter, one game leaves. Uh, but we wanted to kind of explain what that process will look like uh but before we even get into that hunter what the heck is a game boy so the nintendo game boy was a really special console and i want to talk about the logic of like why we haven't really talked about it very much yeah i think that in the concept of the show up until now it's been hard to make room for game boy games because it's tough talking about handheld stuff versus home console stuff mm -hmm. home console stuff just always seems more vital mm -hmm. more interesting it's always been more cutting edge the thing that handheld games have always had is convenience mm -hmm. right i mm -hmm. mean that's the premise is right. that your home console is where you have the good games and the game boy is where you had the bad games that were fun to play <laughs> on the bus right but maybe or, they wouldn't have been fun at home yeah you know? yeah yeah you weren't necessarily excited to play all of these games sitting down in front of the tv but on the road trip to yellowstone national park yeah yes. sure okay oh we got God, time so many road trips <laughs> so many road trips um to get into it generally the game boy uh here's something fun it came out the year we were born hooray um it's as old as we are. It's 34. Wow. Um, yeah. Isn't that cool? It's beautiful. You are, you're going to be 34, Matt. Mm -hmm. um, you're almost 35, which is halfway done, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but so the, so the Game Boy uh, was something Nintendo came out with, and it was worse than all of its competitors, but it was cheaper. Right. And so it won. <laughs> Well, and, that, and it that's won. it, right? What you just described, yeah. <laughs> that's the point then, right? Is the, especially in this day, in, in the late 80s and in the 90s, the handheld market was not about the best performing thing. The, it was yes. not about, I mean, honestly, you're talking about a time when uh, a lot of times the like more souped up console was not the, like the Genesis is better yeah. than the SNES, right? I mean, the, uh, there's there's a number of factors with all of these systems. Well, the Genesis where, didn't lose, did it? I mean, <laughs> I mean that's, I, I don't know. <laughs> but regardless, <laughs> regardless, like power really didn't become the conversation until I, I think until consoles became computers, right? Or, or like sure. like the, the the 360 era i feel like is when power became the talking point maybe you could argue the 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 generation before that or whatever but 
regardless yeah that the idea that the game boy was worse but was cheaper spoke to exactly what the point of the market was was it's just like this yes. is supposed to be a convenient thing and a small thing that you know you had the game gear eventually not not right away but like the game gear was absolutely massive uh comparatively and made mm -hmm. it a much harder thing to to deal with uh i would say the game boy is the upper limit of how big a handheld is allowed to be and still be convenient the, if the game boy was any bigger it would have been a problem yeah um which is why the game gear uh was kind of a failure i had a game gear for the record i just want to say i had a game gear mm -hmm. um and it was very confusing to me <laughs> that the game boy looked so, uh, the game boy is an 8-bit console mm -hmm. with a screen that i would describe as like objectively bad yeah <laughs> but somehow I love it, uh -huh. and I don't understand. It's a, it's bad. It looks bad. It yeah. makes games look bad, but actually, it makes them look great. And shut up and get out of my house. You know what I mean? Like, it's like it's so dumb. It's like yeah. it's like you're looking at. It's all yellow, green, mm -hmm. Mountain Dew world. Yeah, basically, it looks like you're playing a game in a little puddle of Mountain Dew. Is like whatever game looks like. It looks like you're playing a video game on an alarm clock, basically. Yeah. <laughs> is is yeah. a, I mean, it's one step up from the Game & Watch, right? The Game & Watch was this thing where it's sure. like, there's not pixels, but there's just like predetermined locations of every sprite within the LCD screen or whatever that... Is that what that's called? Is that technically an LCD screen? I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, regardless, yeah, the, the Game Boy is this, this disgusting behemoth that turns cigarette ash yellow over time. Every Game Boy mm -hmm. that exists now is a horrible uh just just the an olive green yellow looking scary thing uh i never had an original game boy i i almost never played an original game boy i've probably touched three in my life uh but i did not come onto the scene until what eventually came out which is the game boy color uh and the game boy color was like not a new console generation for the Game Boy was like an extending the life of the Game Boy. Uh, the other reason mm -hmm. we wanted to do this console is because, uh, as we've said before, the Game Boy was around for over a decade uh, in terms of yeah. games being actively published for it. Over a whole decade, 1989 to like 2001 or even two is how long games were being released for it. And a big part of that is because of the Game Boy Color extending the life of it. What's crazy about the Game Boy Color is it didn't come out until 1998. Wow. So didn't even realize so you that. missed out on like a whole decade yeah. of handheld games. I mean, that basically. tracks too. I mean, I, I definitely it was uh, like third or fourth. It was fourth grade when i got my game boy color which i guess was probably exactly 98 i have no idea uh but yeah um yeah let's talk about let's talk about like us and in this time when did you get your game boy um so i had the original dmg uh nasty boy big brick mm -hmm. game boy um and i loved it i had uh, a lot of really important games to me were on that thing um, it was my camping thing because my yeah. dad used to take me camping a lot mm -hmm. and I did not really, sorry, dad, who is <laughs> not a listener, would doesn't even know what a podcast <laughs> is, this man. Um, he used to take me uh, camping and I just really did not have a good time camping. Yeah. So that was my Game Boy time. I mean, really, when I was a kid, all I had was video games because I didn't really have television in the traditional sense and mm -hmm. that I there's no cable 
and we just had the bunny ears and the bunny ears only got i think i've talked about this before upn uh which was uh the version of the paramount network that had basically two there were two things that upn would show um black sitcoms during yeah. the day so all my sitcom diet is like martin and moesha and is it sister sister or sister no it's sister sister sister, sister. yeah um and then the dl hughley show uh so like that was what my tv diet was and then at night it was star trek so tv was just that that's yeah, it right um when i went to my grandparents house i could watch a little bit of cable so i would see like cartoons but cartoons were like this like special other thing that's really that i was funny. trying to get like uh -huh. i was trying to like like every time i had the opportunity to watch cartoons as a kid i did it yeah. was like i was some i was like in the desert and it was like a little oasis yeah games was like my whole thing yeah. so the game boy was had this like kind of permanent purpose i also did have a game gear by the way i just didn't i never got enough games for it yeah because and i mean this is a cliche the game gear did not work for me because of how many batteries it took yeah. because it annoyed my mother right my mother did not like how often i was asking her for batteries yeah. to power it yeah because it's not just how many it needs it's how quickly it chews through those as well it's like six yeah. batteries and you get a day <laughs> out of them or yeah. whatever <laughs> um and and the other thing too was like it was I, like the way i remember it was i also just did not see game gear games yeah. like around no. really so i didn't even know what to get the game boy it was obvious it was chill i i like i had the one that had tetris packed in there were like different pack-in games this mm -hmm. was by the way nintendo like needs to make sure they do a pack-in game for the switch too yeah because i think it's gonna be kind of a dubious proposal and just generally speaking nintendo has been so good about pack-in games i always forget that that's yeah. been like kind of a fundamental part of their strategy the whole time and it it was smart mm -hmm. um so yeah the first tetris i ever re remember playing is game boy tetris um i had of course i had a bunch of games that we will talk about whenever we get into the draft uh you can make some assumptions yeah. um there also was this very weird period where uh in the mid 90s where we had just gotten a computer and were online and my mother was buying a lot of Game Boy games for me hmm. because I think she was sort of on the dark web like buying <laughs> stolen video games because they were very cheap. Yeah. My mother didn't buy me like, I mean, my priority as a kid was like, buy me video games. I yeah. only want video games. And yeah, I just remember there's this weird period of time where my mom would just show up with, yeah. hey, I got you these Game a Boy basket games. Basket full of like, a, a, a Walmart bag full of games or whatever, yeah. something horrible <laughs> it was like that. So weird. Yeah. And some of them were so bad. I remember I had the Mortal Kombat uh, Game Boy game that I just thought was horrible. Oh yeah. Um, I did not want to play Mortal Kombat on a Game Boy, yeah. but for some reason I could. Um, what else? What else do I want to say about this thing? It had a lot of hardware revisions, the Game Boy. Mm -hmm. Not just the color. We yeah. had the pocket yep. and we had the Game Boy Light, mm -hmm. um, which is the first one with the backlight. Because the thing about the original Game Boy is you can't see the damn thing. Uh -huh. You can't see. See, this is why like, I say that it was my camping thing. Because it was kind of the best situation to be just sitting out in natural light with uh -huh. the Game Boy. You can't play that thing in the dark. Right. So if you're sitting in a camping chair outside all day, that's the right way to do it. Right. Um, Unless so you that's, get that. That's you, why they literally made attachments to make their console work, which is like you can get a little worm light that pokes yes. out of the top and lights up the screen because otherwise there's no way to play it. Uh, and that's just yeah. that's how the 90s uh, worked, folks. <laughs> we, we made things that didn't work and then made attachments to make them work. <laughs> right. I also feel like 
like the the world of hardware revision i feel like is sort of popularized by the game boy at least in this like ultra consumer type way where the consumer is being sold the same product again but with some sort of modifier yeah um i'm not saying nintendo invented that but i feel like the game boy is like kind of a good early run of that type of practice yeah that i feel like continues all the way now to like you know iphone versions etc um it was like us getting ready to really at least people people that are our age uh to really get invested in the idea that you would want to buy something that's the same product but a little bit better yeah i would say my impression of that is even the the like western tech diet game boy introduced that too. my my impression of the japanese tech diet that these consoles are sort of being born is that lots of the companies were doing iterative consoles and things like that right sure. this the, it, it's chock full of examples throughout uh like the 90s or whatever um but for for the western audience the game boy was like the one that did that or whatever it's it's yeah. like the, the the one device that you definitely were sort of upgrading every few years or so without it being a new console generation um my history is much shorter with the game boy uh as i said i had i got a game boy color in like fourth grade and i had pokemon red and that from my memory that might be end of list to be honest with you until pokemon silver comes around or whatever i i was not receiving uh game boy games um i lived in a house where you asked for games for christmas and you got no other games all year long you would get a couple games for christmas and um yeah the game boy was not the console i was going to ask for games for basically right? right i had a super nintendo and a nintendo 64 that's if I'm going to get a new game, it's going to be a 64 game. OK, uh, right. until Pokemon Silver comes out and it's like, all right, cool. This year we'll do Pokemon Silver. I'm in. But beyond that, I largely ignored it. Uh, also, just from the standpoint of it, like, it's not like I loved all the stuff on it anyways. Um, you know, in, in my mind, in a fourth grade mind, it's I can play a Nintendo 64 game or I can play a Game Boy game. I mean, you tell right. me what I'm going to what i'm gonna pick but there was that road trip quality right it obviously was and my my family is uh converse to hunter my family is a big camping family and i did like it i mean we without every vacation Mm -hmm. we went on was some national park or some place somewhere with the with the pop-up camper or whatever right uh we were not a flying family that's for sure we any vacation we were on no matter what was a driving vacation so lots of cross-country drives um but that just meant i replayed pokemon for the fourth time or something like that you know uh pokemon's an excellent time waster and that's what my what my road trip diet basically was it was that and then just like listening to cds on a discman uh in the back seat were like the two ways i killed time on very very long road trips but i have no distinct memories of game boy games outside of those two it's not until the game boy advance that i start getting a few more games in my library but the the game boy color was uh pretty much there 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 weren't a a litter of games hanging out around my house there was the game that was inside the game boy color and that was the game that i owned right yeah i mean it it's a very weird console we've been doing a lot of research into it and i think it is kind of wild that it was able to blow up to the extent that mm-hmm. it did because a lot of the software is to my 2023 eyes really unimpressive however i also want to say to me as a kid 
I also remember being like putting in a Game Boy game and being like, this sucks. It's <laughs> just not good. This is just a, one of the yeah, bad ones. Right. A lot of it is just, it's impressive maybe if you were an adult mm-hmm. in 1993 or whatever, if you were an adult being like, oh, look at this. They got this onto a little Game Boy. Yeah. Like a good job, I guess. Although right. that's not true either because there were, you could also be like, oh, the Atari Lynx, like it looks so much better yeah, or whatever. Right. It just, it's funny because the Game Boy succeeded by getting to the boys, you know, <laughs> it, it, it targeted its, you know, its bottom line uh-huh. and said, I, this is for boys yeah. or stupid little boys right. who don't, or not really thinking about all of these factors. Yeah. Um, and also I think it did a jo- good job of targeting parents and saying, Hey, here is an inexpensive nintendo game product like maybe you can't afford to get your kid the super nintendo but here is a game boy right you know that's that's not nothing i mean Um, honestly uh, some of my impressions of game boy marketing is at the very least like game boy maybe maybe less in marketing because 90s marketing is a whole nightmare zone obviously right but in terms of output the game boy is obviously where the non-boys like really got to like have a big piece of the pie right like there are so many games on the game boy that are not like oh, absolutely oh the shoot him up thing the mortal Kombat's right. where we're here to try to get the masculinity complex within the game it's like so much of the game boy library is this other thing i am i'm certain there are so many stories of people that were turned off by that aspect of the marketing that were like well i got my game boy and dang it that thing is my workhorse right i can i can play anything on this yeah i mean it it it's simple uh it's easy Mm. uh i mean if you had the game boy pocket you could carry it around with you easily if you didn't then you couldn't um (laughs) it it was really i I, i'll tell you this i i missed um i did have a pocket eventually i never had the game boy light Mm -hmm. and i really wanted that thing i remember being like oh this is this is the one that i really want but i think the game boy light came out too close to the Game Boy Color, mm. I remember. Yeah. Oh, it was never even released in America. In well, there you go. America, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> it never even had it. But the, the thing is, I just remember dreaming about there being a backlight, yeah. like just something so that I could see the damn screen. Right. It's funny um, that that continued into the Game Boy Advance, and it's not until the SP that we finally get a backlit screen. Like it's like 2004 or whatever before finally a handheld can have a backlit screen. Uh, right. I think too, we, I think society at large, the Game Boy like really cemented this sort of Stockholm syndrome of like the notion that handheld like just is going to look worse no matter what that yeah, didn't have right. to exist. Like there's so many examples of things that came out that were like, look, this doesn't actually look worse than the stuff we have right now. And for some right. reason, those never succeeded because again, it's that convenience factor, the PSP. Oh, so many people are ignoring it. Cause it's just like slightly out of a price range or whatever. M- meanwhile, the DS is sitting there with like clearly worse looking stuff, but just right. just blowing it out of the water and then like i mean i think it's easy now in 2023 to forget that like the switch was the first time 
it all merged like that like like now we don't have a handheld right now we have the steam deck and we have all these crazy sure. notions of handhelds but like until 2017 it was completely okay for the handheld market to be this like backwater behind the scene you know from six to ten years ago kind of mentality that's just like what right. handhelds were assumed to be and it's really based on nothing outside of it always was about i th- this handheld better be cheap cheaper right right well and i think i think the reason for that is i think the game boy established that mm-hmm. because their competitors we're trying to give you an equivalent of that generation experience. I mean, the Turbo Express yeah. is literally just that experience. Yep. I mean, not 100%, but it's as close as they could get it. Yeah. Uh, and there you go. It did not work. Right. So at the end of the day, Nintendo correctly surmised that the Game Boy was about convenience. And that was the line handheld, yeah. you know, held for a really long time. And now I feel like we're at this point where... I kind of want this to come back. Like mm-hmm. the the Steam, I've argued this before. And I don't want to be a broken record, but the Steam Deck and the Switch are they're like bed bedroom consoles. They're like like hanging out in your living room consoles. Yep. I don't, and I know some people take them on trips and stuff. I don't feel very comfortable like hanging out with my Steam Deck on a train yeah. per se. Right. I would go to a local coffee shop and sit there with it but not often yeah it's mostly something that i do while i'm lounging around in the living room which is cool but the game boy and the ds what they had what made those consoles very successful was that it did feel built for me to just freaking take it wherever you know the plastic was built with that in mind like the the shape of it and everything is I don't know, throw it around, whatever, dude. Yeah. Well, and and honestly, yeah, I think what we all know is that became phones. It just sucks that like kind of cell phone gaming doesn't mean the same thing as a dedicated device, but like we've right. hit a time now where people don't want multiple dedicated devices. You don't walk around with a Walkman and a Game Boy and your yeah. wallet in a thing. You. It's like everything's ra- roped up into the phone and you get random glimpses into how the world still feels like that, right? Pokemon Go, the summer of Pokemon Go, that was a Game Boy summer, right? That yeah. was a DS summer. Like that was, sure. we we're all out there mobile with this thing that is ubiquitous and we are like all playing this thing. That's what, you know, the the Mario Kart on the DS, that's what that felt like at school. It's the same the right. same vibe where it's just like, yeah, we're all busting out our DSs all the time. Uh and so it's like I wish there was more of that, but it's obviously just really it's tough these days uh to have that kind of a of a tech diet, as it were. Um right. so do we want to talk about what this uh what this tournament is gonna look like then? One last thing I want to mention, just because I don't think it's going to come up anywhere else, really, because I think we're going to be focused on software for the rest of this discussion. Yeah. Just want to pay uh, a little bit of, you know, very due respect to Gunpei Yokoi, yeah. uh, who designed the Game Boy, who was clearly a genius mm-hmm. um, and very, you know, instrumental in getting the entire game industry to where it is now. Um, it's, you know, he kind of, he had like kind of a troubled uh, ending there, which sucks. Like he got, you know, a lot of flack for the Virtual Boy not mm-hmm. working out. 
Um, and then, you know, because of Japanese business culture, he got what was called like a window job where he wasn't going to be allowed to do anything at Nintendo, yeah. which is lame. Yep. And then he left to make the Wonder Swan and uh, then kind of died an untimely death. Um, and he's a very cool guy. Like right. I, He's obviously like uh, just as important to Nintendo's, yeah. uh, you know, shift from being a you know playing card company to being uh, a v the video game giant that they are currently right. i mean he's as important as as miyamoto right for sure yeah he may even be in some ways more important because he seems like more of a, a hardware guy yeah that was able to essentially make it where nintendo dominated one entire sector yeah. of video games with no competition for like over 10 years the nes was a success and obviously that's why we have a game industry yeah but by the time you get to the super nintendo the genesis is in there their right. market share is not absolute right but there is no real competition for the game boy until the psp and that didn't even work yeah so yeah like i don't know i i feel like he he is very responsible for the safety that i think nintendo really needed in order for the entire game industry to to flourish yeah um, to, so he's to, a key dude. I just want to remark even more on him because uh, maybe some people aren't familiar with Gunpei Yokoi. Not only did he like make the Game Boy, the reason Hunter's stating he's like so integral to like gaming as a whole, he's also the guy who designed the D-pad. Like the yeah. whole concept right. for the cross-designed uh, D-pad is is him, and that's like still on every single controller today, right? So like we're talking about the person who invented the feel of video games. Period. Uh, before right. before him, it was really up in the air still of exactly like what felt good, what was the right way to do things. And yeah, from the hardware perspective, from the actual tactile way you engage with this entire medium, right. it was him. Uh, so that can't be like understated. It's it's crazy. I, I, I got one little last little nugget here because I think what maybe maybe the best way to describe what it is that he's bringing to the table is like, I think a lot of the reason that um, video games sort of failed on their first outing trying to make it into people's homes was they didn't know how to present it as a product mm -hmm. to people. And I think really what he brought is the idea that these are toys, yeah. you know? And and m from a marketing perspective, that was kind of a revolution in video games to present them as uh, toys. Yeah. And there's no, there's no Nintendo product that presents itself more as a toy than the Game Boy. Right. The Game Boy is the most toy-like. I mean, I guess technically the Game & Watches come before that, and those seem even more toy-like. But as far as, like, big top-line Nintendo yeah. product that is, like, video games are toys. Yeah. It's a freaking Game Boy. It almost yeah. sounds like it's the game toy. Yeah, okay? yeah. <laughs> like, it's light. It's right there. Well, because the, because, yeah, because the NES was the family computer, right? Versus right. this thing. Look, hey, boy. Ba -doop, ba -doop, ba -doop. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, yeah, let's let's talk about what next week's episode is going to be and what the next uh, well, I, is it next week's whatever the next few episodes are going to be uh, because we're going to sure. begin the process of talking about the software side of this thing and talking about the games of the Game Boy, which we've so far mostly avoided. Um, the point here is there will be four of us because we're stupid and we don't know how to have competitions where there isn't the chance of a tie. We lean right. into the ties because I yes. don't know why we just do that. Okay. Shut up about it already. Uh, so what, uh, what next week will be is our draft and the draft 
is going to uh, be essentially what we have been doing is playing just a, t- a shit ton of Game Boy. Uh, all, yeah. all, at least three of us. I think Sun has gotten some time in, but I know EJ's gone crazy. I know you went crazy. I did as I did a lot. There was there was a good month there where I was going ham on it, and I've slowed down since I sort of finalized my yeah. my picks or whatever. But next week we will all come into the episode with uh, essentially a bevy of Game Boy games we hope to get into the top 16, essentially. Our 16 draft picks. And with four of us, we're each going to nominate four options. Now, of course, we're all going to bring more because the nature of this draft is that we are all competing with each other. We we are not yes. just going to try and like essentially rank some Game Boy games. We are trying to score points against each other, and that's going to have a whole bunch of things. So our draft will have a sort of random draft order determined per round. But what you need to know is we are each bringing four seeds. We will end up with four seeds. And the notion of these four seeds is uh, our our ranks of games, right? First seed is the games we all think are the absolute bar none best games of the Game Boy. And that logic is not just like Hunter's favorite darling little thing that he grew up with that he really wants to make an impassioned speech about. We're competing with each other in this tournament and we want our game to win while the other three of us are voting on it. So our first seed is, what do we think is the unequivocal best game of the Game Boy that the other three players will agree with, right? It's it's just the straight up, what is the legendary best game of the Game Boy? And seeds two and three follow more or less a, a, a concurrent logic, right? Of like, these are supposed to be the best ones. Although... I'm sure you'll see us get a little bit weirder, but we have a very specific point of the fourth seed being uh, deemed the wild card seed. And this is where we all get to try to get as creative as possible and bring probably some uh, some unknown gem, uh, some some lesser heard of game from the Game Boy library that we especially hope can somehow uh, in the first round upend a first seed game because the way the first uh, round of the tournament will go is first seeds versus wild cards and second seeds versus third seeds so we're right. hoping to bring wild card games where it's like this is so crazy this is so stupid that yes it is in fact better than I don't know Link's Awakening or something good right. luck making that argument but that's going to be the nature of the first round arguments is pure passion versus these are the obvious best games of the console yeah so we're just we're just going to do a draft um, and each game will face off against one other game. We're going to take turns defending our games that we have drafted, uh, and then it will just be a vote between the four of us. Yep. Uh, if there's a tie, we get punished, <laughs> and we have to argue more um, until there is not a tie. But we will have no tiebreaker. It's literally that we just have to relent. Yep. We just have to declare it done here's what works in our favor within the last week we have all just done a four and a half hour recording and we will be like within quick succession of that looking down the barrel of another recording just as long and the longer we argue the longer the recording is so (laughs) anyone who's on the fence is incentivized to fold their opinion because listen y'all we got where there's a clock ticking basically yeah so and and hopefully you know you were explaining like the seeds one through four type thing that's of course if everyone plays the game properly if we're all playing to win Uh then that system will make sense Uh if some of us are not playing to win (laughs) then that system won't make sense or also if we're playing to just be contrarian yeah 
that also that's a new break game. The game down. There's yeah. several points of breakdown. I want to say I have spent a lot of time this year playing through a lot of the Game Boys library yeah. and there is a lot of interesting software all right i'm not trying to go behind ej's back here <laughs> ej has been kind of championing the game boy as a very interesting console and it is clearly yeah. we're going to talk about it for a long time so it better be interesting but i also think that it is a console <laughs> where the games that are that were that more time was allotted to them in development yeah very obvious right you know what i mean like it's very obvious what games are like full yeah complete games like actual games the comparison here i would say is like there's a lot of games on the game boy that feel like a flash game made by a 12 year old uh that's just the truth of it there are thousands there is over a thousand games on this console a lot of them are made by companies too that are like oh this is a whole new market i don't know right. hire jeff to make a game and jeff's like uh right. uh i don't i like planes i guess i don't know how to translate that to a game boy game i have like 256 pixels what do you want from me uh so yeah i i think it's gonna be pretty hilarious because there's the obvious uh you know top contenders or whatever but honestly mm -hmm. my take on it too though is i don't know that there's an obvious 16 perfect games you know what i mean there's like four games where it's like yeah those are obviously like the best games of the system those it's right. it's it is there's no way to argue against Link's awakening right there's no way to argue against like a, there's like well a you can games. argue against Link's awakening i think Link's awakening is a game that people have already because <laughs> they revisited it in 2019 and were like wow this game's annoying <laughs> um and yeah it is annoying if you're uncool <laughs> but outside of that like after the, like the top five or something i think there's like a hundred options basically so those like lower seeds are the ones i'm very very interested in because i think we're all going to come at it from like a million different directions yeah i think that's uh correct um i want to talk a little bit about procedure how mm -hmm. we're going to do this yeah um because our goal is for this episode to not be too long <laughs> the way it's going to work is whoever's game it is they're going to take two minutes to introduce the game and then we'll go to the other person. They will take two minutes to introduce their opposing game. Yeah. And then we'll go back to that first person for one minute of argument. They just present their ideas uh -huh. one minute on yep. the clock. Okay. <laughs> and then we go back to the other person one minute on the clock, argue, and then open discussion between yep. the four of us. I think we should have a rule that like kind of a like it, you can just call a vote uh -huh. whenever you want. You can call a vote. Um, once we get to open discussion now everyone should get a chance to say something before mm -hmm. we go to call a vote but i think it's kind of just up to whoever to kind of bang the gavel yeah and say let's do it right and then again like i said if we do not have a winner if we have a tie and there's four of us it's likely that ties we'll will have happen. so many ties every tie, every yeah. round is gonna have a tie pretty much right uh, yeah right. Es especially especially with the way I, we know EJ and Son think about video games, basically. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. man, they're going to be so diehard about things too. I mean, it's going to be you and me folding all the time. Actually, EJ will probably fold a lot, but but Son's uh, opinions are absolute and uh, and and uh, very. As you all felt last week, when when Son loves a game, it needs to be number one, and nothing else will do. Basically, yeah, it's true. It's true. Son is going to draft four number ones. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like. They're all number ones. 
everything that sun has touched will be number one um, yeah. so yeah it's gonna be a bloody episode it's gonna be uh yeah. a, there's gonna be a lot of weird also hopefully we're gonna record it in person yeah um just to let you know uh this this big special episode is kind of your christmas bonus yeah uh it's gonna come out you know sometime between christmas and new year's it might come out on new year's day that's when we currently maybe have it slated but yeah. we'll just see right um and yeah it's gonna be fun uh i think the the way the competition aspect works that i feel like was hard to explain but like each time your game wins yeah you get a point right and do we want to explain more than that i don't really I want will. to I, here's okay. okay here's my here's my gambit everybody hunter and i have come up with the, the point structure i want it to be stupider and worse uh but i've got okay. to wear hunter down over the next couple weeks uh, to make that happen but uh the, the way the points currently work is yeah if your game progresses to a round uh you you get a point so obviously the championship game will have like just by virtue of existing as the champion have four points under its belt right right um we're also offering bonus points if you get uh depending on the seed that your game the champion is in you you yourself get a couple bonus points uh, it basically works for if it's a first seed game that wins you get no bonus points but if it's a fourth seed game if your crazy wild card wins the whole thing somehow you right. get three bonus points on top of that right so it, it's, right. it's zero to three bonus points um my hope is a complicated enough scoring system that someone i don't just want the champion to win unless the champion like also did great in all the other rounds but my hope would be someone who like wins every single one of their games in the first round but maybe doesn't go on to the championship i still want them to like have a chance to win chance, or whatever yeah. so right. i the, my big problem is if you total everything out and it's just one point per thing it's like 11 points total and that's just law of small numbers right it's like too right. small of numbers for it to be easy for someone to break out of it so i'm interested in introducing like way more ugly points to it just so okay. that it's a little bit chaotic at who wins but i we haven't come up with like an ugly but also explainable version of that because every time i try to explain a new point structure it's like well, Matt, what you just described to me doesn't even make any sense. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. I haven't thought through it all the way yet. It's sort of just like trying to bounce ideas against a wall. So uh, I don't know. We'll see if even weirder points come out. But the, the, the goal being, yes, a game will be crowned as the winner. But more importantly, a participant will be crowned the winner of the episode. And they will be the Game Boy Boy. <laughs> What if we did like superlative points at the end of it where we did a hidden vote? Yes. On, like, who, Mario who Party was... rules. That's it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's stars that get handed out at the end. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There should be stars at the end. Okay. So there'll be a Mario Party thing. Uh -huh. so, yeah. I hope you get the, the feel, the vibe. It's going to be a sort of serious discussion with a lot of stupid stuff yep. packed around it. Yeah. The point is to talk about 16 fun interesting game boy games and to also just give the game boy a little bit of love yep um i want to talk about how this applies to the list of 100 because yep. i think a lot of people are confused as to like what even what is the what's going on with the list is the list still a thing yeah um it is uh it's just never going there will never be a 101st game there's just going to be 100 games yeah um and any of the games in the game boy tournament could be added to the list of 100 if we just feel like it, yeah. any of them. I don't care if it lost in the first round and we just think it's interesting and funny enough to yeah. throw on the list. So there will be a point in the episode where we'll talk about like nominating games for the list of 100 and then we'll have to discuss where they belong. Yeah. Okay. Right. So 
prepare yourself. I have no idea. And that, I wonder episode. if that's the kind of thing too. Over time, maybe not in the Game Boy episode. Although I don't know. Hopefully, in the Game Boy episode, we decide that's the kind of thing where it's like this is a game that needs to go on the list. Let's have that conversation like in another episode or something. Like let's, right. we'll make that a segment for later because we'll certainly have our work cut out for us to like talk about yes. sixteen games up to four times or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean the the especially that notion of like. The championship game probably gets added to the list just because it'll be a game all four of probably. us agree rules. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, the top three or four might all be games we decide to add. Who knows? Depends on if they're all like different enough because the key to me these days is the OGA 100, the quote-unquote list, now is less about the top 100 games we've played on this show or whatever and it's more about what is like a beautiful perfect looking 100 games yeah. right without too many repeats or whatever without too much of yeah. like the same flavor over and over again so like right now we want to throw a bunch of game boy stuff in there because there's none on it period right but it's not like right. i want to add 10 game boy games to the no. list now we'll suddenly have no. way too much game boy weight to it but if we can get like three or four game boy games thrown in there and throw out a couple halos and a mass effect or whatever yeah. right the stuff mm -hmm. we already have too much of we basically right now are in a phase and we said this last week but we are i, I think hunter and i are, are somewhat um very much having this on the mind of we want to fix the list we would like that list to actually look like a proper these are the 100 games oga thinks you should play and right now right. it's 100 games but i don't think you need to play a all of them <laughs> i definitely right. don't there's plenty that can get can get lobbed off and we need to like work towards uh making that a, an aspect of it so yeah that's 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 certainly the mentality of the game boy stuff but even more so that's the mentality going forward um i'll also note so next week's episode is just the draft we will draft the 16 games probably a yes. bunch of other stuff will get like half mentioned a little bit but anything that doesn't get drafted that are like again we've been playing a ton of game boy games a lot of us have like stuff we really want to talk about the following week's episode is going to be an honorable mentions episode where we get to just talk about weirdo jank stupid game boy games that we just think are cool and worth checking out and anybody with an emulator should boot up and try yeah. especially game boy games right there's nothing there's no console better for like at least check it out give it five right. minutes i mean that was my entire process for this project was i had the every single game boy game ever made and i was just going through them in alphabetical order and i'd give it like two minutes and if i didn't if i wasn't immediately hooked within two minutes i just turn it off and not even it'd, it'd get a one star rating or whatever and if it kept me around for a little bit it got three stars or something and if i could feel myself needing to play the whole game it's like all right that's my five star game and i'm gonna come back to that or whatever but i was just burning like each night i'd play like 30 games or whatever yeah um i think it'll be a really you gotta check out the honorable mentions episode because you want to hear all about amazing tater all right <laughs> when are you gonna hear people talk about amazing tater you gotta know about Amazing Tater. It's really good. All I want right? to talk about Shantae now. <laughs> oh, I assume Shantae is a draft for you. I don't know. I feel like that draft. It's it, it, Shantae was the first hit I played, and then I've come a long way since Shantae, baby. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's hard. Uh, yeah. it, it, I think it'll end up being an honorable mention. Actually, I'm not a huge Shantae person, so that's kind of actually good to hear. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. I think it's going to be uh, really fun. Also. Um, we're doing the draft next week, um, and that what that means is that we're going to have uh, it up there for y'all to look at, and yep. I think we might do a little bit of fantasy drafting, or you can yeah. like do your own draft Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. Like, 
Yeah. We're, we will definitely uh, present that to y'all. We might even have a little bit of a game uh, if y'all can guess how we're going to yep. do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you all can also score points on the tournament. And the other thing I was going to say is if we build out, if we, uh, Hunter, you asked me earlier today, what should our tiebreaker be? And we chose the stupid route, which is that we yes. must force ourselves to talk more. The yes. other route is to have the public vote and that we have a kind of master seed of everything that uh, OGA listeners vote on, and that could take precedence no. in the case of a tie. Veto. I agree, no, Veto. but I will Veto. say I'd like that seated list to exist. I'd love to know what y'all's 16 ranked things are, you know? Yeah, it would be fun to get to disagree with the entire community yes. like that, you know? <laughs> like, uh, yes, I, I, uh, do they get to decide? No, 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 no. <laughs> they have to listen. They're you must listeners. suffer. You must suffer and listen <laughs> to us suffer. argue about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am so excited to talk about there's so many dumb little games I want to talk about. <laughs> I am going to approach this with because I realize I'm the legacy guy on the show. I'm the guy that cares about the history of this stuff. So I anticipate my draft will be pretty boring. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I have a lot of really fun honorable mentions yeah. to talk about. So I think I will have a particularly good time on the honorable mentions episode. Yeah. But I think that I'm anticipating a lot of goofball draft. Yeah. And I kind of being the one that's like, you know, Tetris is actually best on the Game Boy. Like, I think I might be the only one that thinks that. But like, if you don't think that, yeah. you're nuts. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't understand you. I just Game love... Boy Tetris is Tetris. <laughs> I just love the idea that will wear you down over time, right? That we'll start this this tournament and you'll come in with your arguments. But then, like you just said, you have other games you love, but we'll be the ones that drafted them. And then we'll make an impassioned speech and you'll be like, yeah, I know it is. I do love oh, it. Yeah. And, and we'll just I... we'll win you onto our side. I would love that, actually, if y'all just drafted the games that I'm worried about not getting to talk about. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Right. I would love that. But I would also love it if y'all would do historical, your historical duty <laughs> and draft like one legacy title. You know what I mean? If everybody I don't did think one, anybody's not going to do any. I think your fears are a little overstated uh, because I think we all recognize like what some of the hits are. Also, we've been playing these like none of us are going to be able to argue that when a game feels good on a Game Boy, that's an achievement, actually. It's like it's pretty really marvelous. <laughs> when you play so many of them back to back, when suddenly one feels okay, you're like, holy shit, this is a top 20 already, just because it doesn't yeah. feel like crap to play. Yeah, speaking of feeling like crap, I got a hot take, and I don't know, I, hopefully I'll change my opinion uh -huh. on this. I, I mean, I've been testing it for a while. I don't know if I like any platformers on the game boy yeah like yeah i don't bud. know if i like yeah, a bud. single one yeah like i have one it, nominee uh, uh technically two but one i have one nominee for what i think actually I feels I good guess you know exactly what it is yeah, but right, right. i it's it's the only one that i think works uh in actuality yeah. it's too slow it's too slow it's and clunky of a system slow, <laughs> it's yeah. too goddamn slow of a system <laughs> to do a platformer too slow. <laughs> and it's like i want everything to be like zoomed out yep. and small you're way too you know? close and if you're not close <laughs> yeah. you're four pixels and it's like well i can't i don't know what the fuck that is either so yeah <laughs> I think that's so that's one thing too that motivates me to to be interested in doing this because when we started researching this I was looking at the lists that people have made I like to look at lists yep. obviously that's like where the whole show came from yeah. and uh, that was one of the things I kept seeing is that I considered a little bit maybe a little lazy a little not yeah. fully thought out 
is people putting Game Boy platformers on the list. Yeah. And I understand if you want to go legacy only, maybe you can argue that. Right. But game feels got to matter a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, if it matters at all, I could just disqualify like every Game Boy platformer. Yeah. They just, it just, the jump. The, <laughs> the jump, jump, no good. The <laughs> jump, no good. I do have an exception to this that I will talk about whenever we get to it. Um, but I yeah, I'm so excited about this episode. I'm already doing it. So. Yeah, exactly. We can't help ourselves. So we need to just get out of this and be ready for next week. Uh, I'm very excited for the draft and we'll see everybody there. Yeah, it'll it'll be great. Um, also, uh, Matt, it is time uh, for you, us to read out the uh, the old Richard's Almanac oh. <laughs> that we have been neglecting poor, poor Richard's, for many poor weeks Poor Richard's now. Almanac that we don't, the yeah, that I Richards. don't have in front of me. Uh, okay. can, we, can we get a little hit of the poor Richard's place? Yeah absolutely hey poor richards i'm sorry we did a whole thing and uh yeah we 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 the, uh, per, uh, one of your patreon benefits as being the upper tier of our thing is that we're supposed to read your name in episodes and uh hunter and i got so used to the process of the show we've been forgetting for a couple weeks so I, i'm yep. very very sorry and i love you yep. and we appreciate you none of you brought it up which makes me think maybe that, that you're hilarious that's yeah you don't you don't care but you earned it anyway so i would love to thank the poor richard's almanac npc aaron anna trock cardinal billy brendan dm anonymous jukeboxer magnanimous teddy's jam for you and zest appeal thank you all so much for contributing to the yeah. oga patreon and if you want to be a part of this fine community you can uh find a discord uh with all about everybody hanging out and if you want a special <laughs> pink name in that discord you can join the poor richards almanac patreon.com slash old gamers almanac <laughs> Wow, we really got to write down a rundown. For we got to do it. We, 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 for, for over a year, we've avoided a rundown uh, for Old Gamers Almanac, and we've now realized we pro we should probably have a rundown. Maybe. Yeah, we got we to gotta have one so you can read it fast, <laughs> as fast as possible, and so you're not saying things like, join in on the Discord Just come on the community. Just and uh, hang community. out with me and my dog, because uh, we're hang sitting out. here, and we're lonely, mm -hmm. and I could use a friend, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, good job with the rundown, and uh, I, I'm no jokes this week. Uh, just uh, you know, you got a big episode last week, so this is what you get this week. Um, if you even made it this far, I don't know. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I feel like the, I feel like sometimes when we get to this part on an episode like this, I'm like, how many people are we even talking to at this point? You know? <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's really what the rundown does the rundown is the signifier for many podcast listeners the rundown is like all right i can go i can just go. leave i can duck out I, it's like I'll being be at a sporting now. event and it's like oh we're up to and it's 10 minutes left you know what they're not gonna come back we can we can hey why don't we beat traffic and you get a lot of yeah. podcast listeners that are beating traffic uh and then they miss the funny the best joke of the episodes what happens on the closer except for this week uh bye everybody Old Gamers Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac. Yeah.